What's up? This is the Blastmaster KRS-One. Make sure you check out Rough Rider Radio. Ron is going down. You're listening to Riley the Red Pill on Rough Rider Radio. She's motivated, innovated, inspirational, with real life understanding and real talk with real situations. It's Rob, the Red Pill. Well, what's up, y'all? This is your girl, Roddy the Red Peel, coming at you. And today, I am super excited, as always, because this is my show. But not just because it's my show, particularly. We are coming to the end of the month of February. And I want to delve into the importance of a quite a few things that we need to discuss. As we are coming to the close, I not only want the importance of black love, um... Because I want to discuss the historical context and contemporary relevance of that, but as well as the challenges faced by the black community, addressing the lack of governmental support and resilience required for our survival. And lastly, I will be expounding on the importance of supporting black owned businesses to which I will showcase, of course, a few at towards the end of my show. But as I share my thoughts again, my disclaimer is this, it is merely my perceptional things. As you all know, I will be breaking this hour down in segments to discuss, as I stated, these various topics, but I'm utilizing these things to educate, empower, uplift, and inspire you all. I encourage my guests to participate by sharing any thoughts or messages you wish to share via social media as to enrich the discussion and foster community involvement. So let's get right into the significance of Black History Month. Now, it lies in a celebration and recognition of the achievements, contributions, and struggles of black Americans throughout history. But it also, it provides an opportunity to educate, honor, and reflect on the rich and diverse heritage of black culture and our ongoing fight for equality and justice. But for me, and I hate to say the word but, however, for me, what we don't emphasize on is getting to some key roots of our history that are being a 70s baby and what I'm getting ready to share is what I wasn't taught because of course I am more familiar with the understanding of the history of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X Rosa Parks and quite a few others but the origin of what black history originated from is key and um, in understanding where and why it was created. You see, Black History Month originated as Negro History Week, and it was established by historian Carter G. Woodson in 1926. Woodson chose that second week of February to coincide with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, and I did not know that. But they are two prominent figures in the history of African Americans and the abolition of slavery which I did know. But again, when I, and knowing only Frederick Douglass's story and hearing shorts of Abraham Lincoln, I don't think it's, we don't expound enough of what their placement was in our history and the focus that should be on on them as well. The aim of Negro History Week was was to promote the study of black history and highlight the accomplishments of black individuals who have been largely overlooked or marginalized in mainstream historical narratives. So 
their lives. Why? We don't have the education we need in, in, in order to understand how this all, again, originated and the origin of it all. But over time in our Negro history, um, as it evolved into Black History Month, um, to which now it's officially recognized by the United States and Canada, we expand on the focus to encompass a month-long celebration of our black culture, our black heritage, and our black achievements. So again, you guys, as we are um, in our celebration of our black history, I think it's important to know what we're celebrating. We go around, you know, We've established things, and we're making a mark. Don't don't get me wrong. We're making a mark in, in different aspects of of our history, from Black Lives Matter um, to now. You know, I, I noticed that we are gratefully putting ourselves in the forefront as far as establishing um, the Black History names. Um, we have movies coming out for Shirley Chisholm. For example, and I'll be mentioning her later in my show. And I didn't know a lot about her history, you know, sadly to say. And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, I was only tapped in to understand particular under uh, black historians at the time. And did I want to further my education on that on my own? I honestly would say no. And partial to why I want to share this today. This is a part of what we don't tap into. This is a part where we don't we don't educate ourselves and we need to know so keep in mind you know one of the things about Raleigh the Red Pill I'm gonna keep it transparent to you all about myself if I don't know or if, if I feel short somewhere or things that have I experienced in my life I'm gonna share it because I believe it helps somebody to do something different in, in their lives as much as I'm learning to do things different in my own so as I'm saying that I also want to I want to start my next segment and getting into the healing of the black community and I think this is crucial um, in addressing for the intergenerational trauma and the ongoing impact of systematic oppression that has been endured for centuries um, here's why I think it's important we have to first break the cycle and, and I think by acknowledging and, and addressing historical traumas the black community can begin to break the cycle of generational pain and suffering. Um, we can do so by healing, which allows individuals for us to confront and process a collective trauma passed down through generations, um, which will lead to our health and our healing and our growing. Um, I say I'm a lot. Sorry, you guys, but I be, I'm just be thinking and I talking, so I get so excited about what I got to say. But I promote that. And how we can promote it um, in, in dealing with systematic oppression and discrimination and racism, is take, which can take a toll on mental health when our black community, we have to use healing practices, okay? So get out your mindset that uh, therapy is an embarrassment or therapy is for punks or, you know, I've heard it all. Therapy is, is, is not for black people. What, what in the H-E-L-L is that thought process come from? And it's, our, it's crazy how we're so conditioned in our minds to think that we shouldn't get therapy, we shouldn't get help, we shouldn't try to make ourselves better. Um, excuse me. Healing practices such as therapy, support groups, and community resources are essential for promoting mental health and well-being and resilience. So 
you all need to tap into that. Tap into yourselves. Tap into what makes you function to the capacity that makes you better. You've got to tap into these things. You have to foster resilience, um, which it helps with healing, and, and healing empowers you, and it, healing empowers our community. Community, excuse me, um, and healing helps to build resilience in the face of, of adversity. You guys, we have to cultivating or cultivate, excuse me, coping mechanisms, um, self-care practices, and utilize therapy, utilize support networks. You know, the black community can navigate systematic challenges with strength and perseverance, but we can't be afraid to do so. There are so many, one of the things that Raleigh the Red Pill as well as, um, I'm in school, y'all, I'm super excited. Let me just share that, let me digress for a second. I am finally in school for my law degree, but in one of my courses in, and one of my um, courses that I'll be taking is psychology, um, to which I'm going to, outside of the law aspect, um, looking into being a life coach. And in doing so, I, I feel that there's a need for it. We need to help each other. We've got to help each other. Because, again, as I get into there's no governmental support, et cetera, further down in my show, all we have is us. So we have to foster these, these again, cultivating coping me mechanisms, self-practice, care practices, and support networks. We've got to go to therapy. We've got to go to support groups. We've got to use our community resources. We've got to be, um, we want to promote mental health, mental well-being, and resilience. You know, we've got to be able to do these things. Now. Let me say this, we can create spaces for liberation, um, and these are like healing, healing spaces, if you will, where we provide opportunities for our individuals to reclaim these narratives, these identities, and agencies, you know, um, through storytelling, activism, and cultural practices, the black community can create spaces for liberation, and empowerment, and self-expression. So... Keep, keep in mind, it's key for us as a people to be able to create spaces where we can grow, where we can empower, where we can express ourselves and, and not have to feel embarrassed or, or feel ashamed or feel unwilling or feeling not the need to do so. But as I share with, the, share with you um, aspects of being able to create these spaces for yourself. I also want to share some renowned therapists and community leaders who have shared strategies um, for healing and resilience within the black community so that if you get an opportunity, tune in to these people, um, two of which, you, of course, you can listen to. They have books as well, but very profound founders. Uh, one is Tarana Burke. Um, she's the founder of the Me Too movement. Um, she advocates for healing and empowerment for survivors. And although it's sort of sexual violence, but particularly within marginalized communities. So that's key. That's something that's needed. Um, of course, Ayana Van Zet, she's a spiritual teacher and um, she's an author. Um, she's known for her work in healing and, and she's a personal transformation. She has, she helps with personal transformation. Um, again, that's particularly, particularly in, within our black community. Dr. Thema Bryant Davis. 
she is a psychologist and author. She specializes in trauma, gender, and race-based stress. So, again, we have to remember in our communities, um, we have communities within communities. And, for example, our, our LGBTQ community plus, um, again, having people that tap into the gender and, and, and our race-based stresses. Those are things that are key. It's not just um, relationship stress. It's not just generational curses. It's, it's, it's society. It's, it's the growth and development of our black communities and so many entities of who we are. And lastly, I'm going to share Dr. Joy DeGraw. And that's D-E-G-R-U-Y, and I may be pronouncing it wrong, but I love her book. Um, she's the author of Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome, and she's a renowned researcher on the impact of trauma on African Americans. So if you get an opportunity, check those books out. These leaders have contributed valuable insight um, and resources and practices for promoting and, heal and healing and resilience and empowerment within a black community. So check them out, because I feel as though... Um, you'll learn something, you know, teach one, reach one is what they say. So you got to tap into resources that can help empower you. Um, those of you that don't like therapy, for example, there are uh, books that can help you along the way, you know, with healing and, and transformation. So tap into those things. Utilize resources. I am big on that. I want to move into now black love. Oh, y'all know I get excited about love because I love love and I love our black love. I love our black people. And um, the concept of black love encompasses um, various aspects of love. It, it, it's intimacy, it's connection, um, it's relationships. It's within the black community. And it goes beyond romantic relationships. Um, it includes familial bounds. It includes friendships. It includes commun communal solidarity. Um, it is just, its significance is different in so many contexts. And so let me break it down this way. So relationships, um, black love in romantic relationships emphasizes mutual respect. Um, it supports and its understanding, um, but it often evolves navigating unique challenges, um, which are faced again by black couples, such as racial discrimination, um, systematic in in inequalities, and cultural dynamics. We still have to face these challenges within our relationships, um, as well as individually. Black love promotes resilience though, and, and this is where you need to tap into understanding how powerful black love can be. We promote resilience. We, we unify and we empower within our partnerships, which fosters emotional strength and solidarity. So when you tap into unification, when you tap into your black love, when you tap into resilience, when you tap into empowerment, all of that states one thing. We are very powerful. But I think our biggest fear is ourselves. That's the part that we don't really tap into. But f So when you take just the romantic aspect of relationship, which is that unification of two people that brings a balance together, well, you then have to 
we go into our families. And black love within families, that emphasizes the importance of nurturing strong familial bounds, generations of resilience, and cultural heritage. It, invo- it involves, excuse me, y'all I talk so fast sometimes, I be getting my words mixed up, but you know, I'm going to keep it moving. It involves honoring our ancestors, passing down generations of traditions, and providing a supportive environment for growth and development. Black families often demonstrate resilience and cohesion in the face of adversity when we work together, which draws strength from their and our collective experiences and shared identities. We identify in the situation of what um, adversities we go through. We, as a cohesive bond, can face anything together. Okay? Now, I'm going to go back to when I stated it involves honoring our ancestors and passing down of honoring our ancestors and passing down traditions. So, I'm a, again, I'm a 70s baby and I had the big mama. I had the, you know, Monday, Sunday through Friday going to church. We had a program. We had a system. We had dinner together every night. On Sundays was our big dinner where all of our family would come together. But in those times of dealing with those aspects of our lives, things have changed. And, you know, our blueprints have gotten different. And, you know, the change of the blueprint is because we are now moving into now being parents of our own and having our children to have their own personalities. And society is going in a different direction. And our community is evolving in ways that um, are unknown for us as well as are teaching our children. And it becomes so different. So... It's key that now, um, as not only from our relationships, our romantic, our romantic relationships, um, into our families, we now step into our communities. And black love within the communities, that emphasizes solidarity, uh, collaboration, upliftment. Um, that now evolves supporting one another, advocating for justice, justice and equality and building networks of mutual aid and empowerment our black communities thrive on the principles of collective responsibility social justice and cultural pride fostering a sense of belonging and shared purpose we have to recognize that supporting one another is a big thing you guys i see so many times that we know as a culture that we do this we don't support our black sisters and our black brothers you know most of the time you see so much jealousy and and disrespect and you do you do love and that's a problem i don't know why and and the mindset is so conditioned in our black communities to have such jealousy and envy for one another and yet if you formulate this bond to be able to like I said, to thrive on the principles of collective responsibility, social justice, and cultural pride, we will foster a sense of belonging and shared purpose. That should be our focus because we are, should be the biggest empowerment to ourselves. But overall, black love serves as a powerful force of healing. It, it's, it's resilience, it's empowerment within our relationships, within our families, within our communities. It embodies 
a deep sense of connection, pride and solidarity. Rooted in the shared experiences and the struggles of black despairing. Now, if we understood those things and created those things, we're the most powerful of all things. You guys, I love black love and y'all should too. Y'all should love love. Y'all should love your community. Y'all should love your families. Start supporting your businesses. Start tapping into who we are as a black community because it's a very 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 powerful aspect of of us. But now that I've discussed with you the introduction of Black History Month and then we got into the understanding of healing in our black communities and tapping into black love. Let's get into black history and our achievements. Let's get even further further into that cuz certainly we have achievements of black Americans um, following emancipation from slavery, uh, along with key figures and milestones in black history across various fields. So, of course, when you think about civil rights, immediately, you know, our, our led, we're led by the figures of Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Malcolm X. The civil rights movement fought for desegregation and voting rights and equal treatment under the law, right? But key was the or. Remember, it originated from Black Negro Week and it evolved in, in the understanding of carrying over the whole understanding of our Black history as, a, as a, the achievements and um, key figures and, of course, milestones in our history. So we had our Civil Rights Movement, um, which was the movement that was led by the figures of Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Malcolm X and the Civil Rights Movement, right? But then we had our Voting Rights Act of 1965, and that was a landmark legislation, wow. It was influenced by activists like um, Fannie Lou Hammer and John Lewis, which they aimed to overcome legal barriers, preventing, which prevented um, African-Americans from exercising their right to vote. And then we had Brown versus Board of Education, Supreme Court case led by Thurgood Marshall which struck down racial segregation in public schools, challenging the separate but equal doctrine. So those are key aspects of our civil rights, but then when we get into our arts and culture, um, the Harlem Renaissance, which was a cultural movement in the 1920s and 30s, um, which featured influential figures like Langston Hughes, Zora Neale Hurston, Duke Ellington, who contributed to literature, music, and art, and of course, even, even though people don't recognize it, our culture consisted of Motown records. It was founded by Barry Gordy. Motown records became a powerhouse in the music industry, y'all. Launching careers like artists like Marvin Gaye, Dinah Ross, and Stevie Wonder. And the Black Panther Party, which was founded by Huey Newton and Bobby Seale. The Black Panther Party was a revolutionary organization that advocated the black self-defense community empowerment and social injustice it was very much um also culture was a very big part of our black history as well but see again we don't tap into that understanding 
Now, when we get into the political aspect, we get into Barack Obama in 2008. Barack Obama became the first African-American to be elected president of the United States, and he made history and inspired millions around the world. An inspiration because he was the first black president to be elected as the president of the United States. So how do we take being, uh, allowing it to be made history and being inspired to now we're just uh, continuing to still not gravitate to what our difference can be. And as I spoke about, and we don't emphasize enough on politics, is Shirley Chisholm. In 1968, Shirley Chisholm became the first black woman elected to the United States of Congress. Um, she represented New York's 12th Congressional District. Now, I say that to say, throughout the years of, her, of history, is up until this point that we are now emphasizing on this woman that was the first black woman elected in the United Congress to now, we're now getting a movie about her. We're now hearing more about her. But it's up until this point of history that we've even tapped into it. That's crazy to me. I don't know about y'all, but that's absolutely crazy to me. And of course, Thurgood Marshall, he was appointed the first African-American Supreme Court Justice in 1967. And Thurgood Marshall, he was a trailblazing illegal foot baby. He championed civil rights and equality. So, again, as time and essence of now trying to make a difference in, in our black community, and I have to again point out the fact that this movie is just now being made on Shirley Chisholm. There's so many profound people that have established a, the 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 rights of what our black community is supposed to be and how we're supposed to evolve and the things we're supposed to how resilient we are and yet we're failing our own community by not tapping into ourselves our businesses um challenging the rights for our children and our school systems um there's no villages anymore and again as i'm trying to educate you on what established those things and hopefully to inspire and uplift and empower to bring our communities back to that forefront it, it frustrates me y'all it saddens me it's disheartening to a sense but science and technology as well was one of the key factors of where, as our black community, we stepped into George Washington Carver. He pioneered, um, he was a botanist and inventor. George Washington Carver developed techniques to, for crop rotation. He created over 300 products from peanuts, sweet potatoes, and soybeans. And yet now we got soy milk and we acting like that's just the biggest thing when it was already created, y'all. Come on now. Sweet potatoes, y'all thought it was only good for making um, sweet potato pies? <laughs> y'all better tap into y'all food, baby. Get some recipes, get something going on, because I'm trying to tell you. There's some things y'all need to, need to understand. But again, let me get back to the fact that this was, he was an inventor and, and, and created over 300, understand, 300 products from peanuts, sweet potatoes, and soybeans. And I'll make sure that in my next show, I find out what products those are. Because some of them we probably haven't even tapped into, didn't even know. See what I'm saying? So I'm glad I'm educating y'all. Mae Jemison in 1992, she was the first African-American who traveled space. Y'all remember that? Serving as a mission specialist in the Space Shuttle Endeavor. 
Um, and then Charles Drew, of course, was a prominent physician and medical researcher. He was um, he made significant contributions to blood transfusion and blood banking, revolutionizing the um, field of medicine. See, for me, these achievements and figures highlight the diverse and impactful contributions of our black Americans to society. And it shaped our history and inspired us and our future generations. But these are the ones that we need to carry on. Guys, we deep out in these streets, honey. But we just need to emphasize on what we do and where we come from and who we are. We definitely need to do so. So let me say this. As I just broke down aspects of um, where our culture started from and the things that uh, those that were profound in creating, inventing, inspiring, uplifting, and empowering, and educating us, I want to get into the challenges and survivals of the black community faces as a mirage of, of these challenges. Um, and just go along with me. Again, these are in my own words, but... I think I pretty much came to a science in, in putting this all together. So the challenges of, I believe, in our survival, um, we face it in a lot of different aspects. Systematic racism, which would, for me is like structural inequalities. Um, and it's, pers it's, pers it's persistent in various aspects of society, including like our education, our employment, definitely our health care and criminal justice discriminatory policies and practices that create barriers to opportunities and that contribute to our disparities in access to resources and social mobility um, our economic inequality is black Americans we often experience higher rates of poverty now I mean we don't talk about other races but in our own race we just gonna talk about us right we experience a higher rates of poverty, um, unemployment, and wealth inequality compared to our white counterparts. And it's limited access to financial resources as, i.e., Navy, Federal, etc. Yeah, I put them out there. Um, job opportunities, equitable wages, ex exuberate um, economic disparities within, I'm sorry, economic disparities within the, the black community. So, you know, systematic racism, um, economic equality, inequality, excuse me, um, and our health disparities. Black Americans are disproportionately affected by health disparities. We have higher rates of, of chronic diseases, maternal mortality, and limited access to quality health care. Systematic factors such as healthcare discriminations and lack of insurance coverage and barriers to and barriers definitely to healthcare access contribute to these disparities. Um, one of the things I'm focused on, I'm in school for and I recognize is our criminal justice system. I'm also part of that system. You know, you guys, if you don't know, I am an ex felon. Yes, I am a female and I'm an ex felon. And the criminal justice system disproportionately um, targets and incarcerates black individuals resulting in disparities in arrest rates, sentencing, and incarceration rates. Um, racial profiling, police brutality, systematic biases within the system justice perpetuate injustice and, and undermine trust in law enforcement. So, 
there's um, so many aspects of challenges and survivals in, in our community and um, strategies for resilience and, and community empowerment within a black, black community are simple as community organizing, um, grassroots organizing and activism play a crucial, crucial role in activating for social justice, policy reform and community empowerment. Um, it goes back to when I mentioned about organizations such as Black Lives Matter, the NAACP, and local and our local community groups mobilize collective action, and they amplify the voices of marginalized communities. The, it, it's what we need. Um, it's what we have to utilize to survive. Education and empowerment, um, investing, investing, investing in education and skill building programs. Um, that empowers individuals. And our communities are able to navigate more systematic barriers and pursue opportunities for personal and professional growth. Access to quality education, mentorship, hmm, and vocational training enhances economic mobility and social empowerment. Cultural pride and identity, celebrating our cultural heritage promoting self-love and affirming cultural identity, that strengthens resilience and fosters a sense of belonging within the black community. Going to cultural events, art initiatives, and community spaces provide platforms for creative expression and creative preservation. I spoke about you know, our arts and, and our creativity and our culture early on. Economic empowerment, supporting black-owned businesses, that is the biggest thing, guys. If I, every opportunity I get, I'm supporting a black-owned business. If it's eating, if it's buying a piece of jewelry, um, going to an educational course, networking, events, of course, clothing. We got some of the best clothes, y'all. We, we, we be doing the damn thing. Come on now. But we got to support our black-owned businesses. Entrepreneurship and economic development initiatives will we, stre will we strengthen our economic resilience, you know? We promote wealth, wealth creation within a black community. Will we invest in our local businesses? Um, tap into financial literacy programs. It, listen, I know I need to educate myself and every opportunity I can about financial literacy. <laughs> I'm doing it now. Being creative and understanding building your own businesses. A lot of you all don't um, have had or don't even know how to utilize your LLCs. Y'all have had them for so long and just don't know how profitable your LLCs can be for your business, for yourself. Tap into getting an understanding um, about what you're trying to create as you're starting these businesses out. You know, tap into resources. One of the sad parts about our community is, well, you guys have all the inlets and education of knowing how to start businesses and creating um, residual income and and the education to, to teach each other so but yet you don't even want to share it that's the craziest mess I've ever heard in my life why would you not want to help one another to further along why hold up someone being educated and being able to press forward and being able to boost, produce something more effectively for themselves. Why would you not want to see somebody's business grow? That's crazy to me. Policy advocacy. 
you know, you got to, I go back to that. Investing in local businesses, financial literacy programs, and cooperative ownership model foster economic self-sufficiency and community prosperity. Y'all got to advocate for challenges, for changes, excuse me, in legislative reforms at the local state and at federal levels. Y'all gotta address systematic injustices and promote equity, equity, excuse me, equity. What the hell is equity? Equity and inclusion. Engage in your voter education. Advocacy campaigns and civic participation empower the black community. Empower, empower, empower. That is the key. Empower the black community to influence decisions and hold elected officials accountable. It's key, y'all. And the only way we're going to do it is we got to tap into ourselves. Again, advocate for policy changes. Advocate for legislative reforms at local and state and federal levels. Address systematic injustices and promote equity and inclusion. Engage in voter education. I don't know why I keep saying equality. I guess because I'm speaking overall on the, the basic establishment of us as a black person. Um, engage in voter education. Advocacy campaigns and civic participation empower the black community to influence policy decisions and hold elected officials accountable. And we have to do so. We have to do so. But as I spoke about that economic empowerment, um, supporting black-owned businesses, I do, as I stated before, I want to shout out some of our black-owned businesses in Atlanta and New York um, across various industries. Uh, and uh, specifically, I'm starting with these two because, hey, I'm in ATL, as y'all already know, and New York is my home base for Rough Riders Radio. So in Atlanta, Restaurant Busy Bee Cafe, known for its southern comfort food and soul food atmosphere. Check them out. Uh, one of the parlors that uh, I find really cute is a pretty hot spot. A boutique, a boutique excuse me, nail salon that offers luxury manicures and pedicures. Check them out. A lounge in Atlanta, the League Tavern, a chic lounge with craft cocktails and live music. Um, Check them out. Cigar Bar, Sweet Auburn Cigar Lounge, a cozy spot for cigar enthusiasts to relax and enjoy premium cigars. I got quite a few, so I'm going to come back with those each and every opportunity I get on my show because y'all know I am a sister of the leaf. Shout out to all my cigar smokers as we speak. Hairdresser, The Glamatory, a beauty studio specializing in hairstyling, makeup, and skin care ser services. I actually looked them up because as you all know, I'm a baldy girl, honey. I do get my hair done when I need to get it done. My hat's in the wintertime on my wigs. I ain't ashamed to say so, but y'all know I switch my look up when I get a chance to. But however, if you're looking for a good hairdresser, this is one of the ones I've researched, and these are all in the Atlanta area. Check them out. That's, bu that's Busy Bee Cafe. The Pretty Hot Spot, and that's H-A-U-T-E, just for reference. The League Tavern, Sweet Auburn Cigar Lounge, and The Glamatory. In New York, check out Sylvia's, of course, Sylvia's Restaurant, a Harlem institution serving soul food classics since 1962. A parlor, and I'm not sure if I'm going to say this right, but it's 10 Overton. They'll probably, they'll let me know. that It is a modern nail salon offering non-toxic manicures and pedicures. I like that non-toxic, honey, because we need every aspect of what we can maintain to be healthy, especially in getting our nails done. 
We ain't trying to get nothing else to cause cancer or any other disease or any other disease, such as they say. So um, check them out. A lounge, Angel of Harlem, a lively bar and restaurant with Caribbean-inspired cuisine and a live entertainment. Listen, I love all things Caribbean-inspired. Y'all go check this out. I'll be doing so. I'll be in New York this coming year. We are doing um, a tour coming up. So once I get the details on that, I will let you all know. Um, cigar bar would be Smoke, a sophisticated cigar lounge in Brooklyn featuring a culturated um, selection of cigars and spirits. Check them out. And the hairdresser, and I'm not sure I'm gonna, if I'm going to pronounce this right, but Devanchian Salon, and that's D-E-V-A-C-H-A-N Salon. Um, they specialize in curly hair, offering cut, styling, and treatments for all curl types. Check out, again, that Sylvia's Restaurant. Y'all know Sylvia's. Tenno Verton, Angel of Harlem, Smoke, and Devanchian Salon. Um, definitely to get an experience of restaurant, parlor, lounge, cigar bars, and hairdressers. Ooh, child, I know I talk away, talk about a lot this, in this segment. Um, I just wanted to give you all some insight and, and as we celebrate this Black History Month, um, just to get some key things of our Black history that we should be kind of pondering, um, thinking about as as each and every year comes and we do this month-long celebration which it should be a year-long celebration because we are black history um just try to get some better understandings if you will of how to celebrate ourselves um emphasize on the importance of recognizing and honoring achievements um resilience and contributions of black individuals and communities throughout history and in our present day we have our own black excellence um, walking around these streets each and every day. Like I say, we are the stars and make the stars, baby. It's the you and you. So y'all need to expound on just that. I The key, key, key aspect that I want y'all to keep in mind, um, promoting promoting health and healing and resilience. You know, um, within the black community, emphasize on... Um, the contributions of black individuals and communities through the history and in our present day, I emphasize on that, but emphasize on the need for self-care, support networks, and cultural affirmations um, so you can address historical traumas and systematic oppression. Don't forget, and as I just stated and I just shared with you all, go and support your black-owned businesses um, beyond Black History Month. Emphasizing on the economic empowerment and community investment that comes from supporting our local entrepreneurs and establishments. Go every day, every opportunity you get. There is Black Restaurant Week. There is um, Black festivals. There's Black Art Festival festivals. There's Black Food Festivals. Black Wine Festivals. Um, just your ordinary day. You just need some body um, care products. Go get those. You know, just those type of things. Continue learning and engagement and. Um, our black history, culture, and contributions year-round. Get active, engage in efforts to promote equality, equity, justice, and empower and empowerment in our black communities. Get involved, touch, feel, act, do something. Um, showcase yourselves. If you got a black-owned business, showcase yourself. Reach out to me, Riley the Red Peel. I will share your black business on my show. Um, I want to discuss the importance of getting to know our black communities within our black communities. Um, you all to have these storefronts and people don't see you enough. Come on now, we gotta, we gotta start 
sharing a shine, if you will. Um, but again, I definitely love, love, love reaching into our culture and our community to expand on things that I can do to help each and every one of us. Um, I want to thank all of my guests that come on my show each and every opportunity I get because they share things um, to educate and uplift and empower each and every one of us. So I definitely I'm sure, thank you for um, listening to my show today as I showcase my Black-owned businesses. Remember, the most important thing about us is our Black love. Black Healing Month and Black History Month. You, you have to support each other. You have to cultivate a deeper understanding and appreciate our black culture and our heritage. It is always important. It is the key aspect of who we are and without us, there is no community. Remember, we don't have a government organization. All we have is the community within the community. Start rebuilding these villages. Our children need us. Hell, we need ourselves, y'all. And we need to act now. And in support, let me say this. I want to close out by... I don't even know why I'm sorry, y'all. But I want to close out by sending my support to one of my sisters. Um, she reached out to me, and I'm so proud of her. Um, she, Beyond Nursing LLC is a... Um, a nursing company that uh, they are doing things um, broad and wide and they are helping the health community, honey, touch and feel. Check them out on Instagram on the Beyond Nursing and on Facebook. But I want to do this shout out to Cabron Entertainment, whose trailer um, for their new reality show is on YouTube now. Meet the Threats, a new reality show about a married couple that's on their second separation y'all heard me second separation and they're contemplating getting back together it's complicated because they share the same business space and it can't totally get away from each other Woo, i know that's gotta be trying honey the premiere is free and it's going to be in richmond virginia on march 9th uh 2024 of course so follow um meet the threats and that's t-h-r-e-a-t-t-s on facebook and, and and ig for more so as you can check them out this is guaranteed a series you don't want to miss it's a reality show guys so you all want to check it out that's that's something uncommon huh we tapping into a married couple that's on their second separation and they contemplating getting back together and but it's complicated because they also share business space now that's interesting because um and I'm not going to tap in too much on this show because I'm going to say that for another show, another talk show because it's important to know about relationships, um, how they can work and how people go through different aspects of relating to one another uh, where it may lead to, you know, separation and just, you know, having to find that balance in one another. That could be something in itself. And that's partial to what I was talking about when we were talking about that black love and the boundaries and balances and meeting people where they're at but again i'm gonna get into that in another show you guys i know i gave y'all a lot on this show um listen i love my black community i love my black people i love my black men and i love my black culture so any opportunity i get to have riley speak segments i will do so and i try to break it down the segments to get you all to get involved in, in what i'm saying um 
this is a lot of thought process. A lot of this was my words. A lot of this was gathered information and educating myself. And I wanted to make sure that I shared it with you. So I hope that I was able to teach you all something new as well as educate you along the way, but encourage you to be empowered, to strengthen and be the resilience that you are. Tap into yourselves, guys. Therapy is always good. Support groups and having your circle as small as the dot is, is encouraging as well. Don't do toxicity, especially if I can in, in, in encourage you at this point of 2024. It's only the second month. It's still time to start anew. Remove toxicity. Remove um, things that are not helping your growth. Surround yourself around yourself first and foremost, but then encourage yourself to be around people that are, are going to encourage and surround you with the love and potential that you have, as well as they're seeing the growth potential that you're going to, that you have as well. And you all can help each other. Um, in your relationships, love on each other, respect each other, challenge each other, grow with each other, support each other. Um, be that balance for each other because it's key and it's needed. We are who we are we make mistakes and we have faults but they as we learn and 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 we grow hopefully <laughs> we're going in the right direction but um as we learn and we grow we come to a different as we go through different stages of our life we we get better and we get better in time so i just want to encourage you all to do so but again, thank you all for tuning in to Raleigh the Red Pill Show. I'm always excited to have you all listen and tune in. Um, Rough Riders Radio, my family, tune in each and every day to all the podcasts and all the DJs because we're giving you the music that you want to hear. We have new artists. We have shows. We have all types of things coming up. And Rough Riders is a platform that's here to stay. So tune in each and every day that you get an opportunity. But most importantly, tune in to Raleigh the Red Pill, 7 to 8 p.m. on Saturdays on Rough Rider Radio. I know y'all will probably hear the uh, different sounds behind me. I will tell you at the same time that I'm actually doing this show live. I am in New Orleans and I'm having a relaxation moment with my fam. So I'm just taking a moment for me, but I couldn't forget what's most important to me. And that's my love. That's Rough Riders Radio. I love y'all. Still I hate that we didn't make it to forever Probably ain't getting back together But that don't mean that I can't wish you better We ain't good, good, but we still good I realize that I can't be your lover Let's just keep it honest with each other I'll be happy for you when you find another We ain't good, good, but we still good who knew it'd be like this? Closer now that you ain't with me. All that love that we had. Ain't the way we gon' forget that. In your family, love me like I'm family. You know where you stand with me. So when they ask, tell them, right one. Right Even though we ain't together, it was real love And maybe it's still love I hate that we make it to forever Probably ain't getting back together But that don't mean that I can't wish you better We ain't good, 
just keep it honest with each other I'll be happy for you when you find another We ain't good, good, but we still good All the plans you made for me to be your missus All the stacks that you did spent on me ain't Nigga, don't go forgotten But we're happier apart than locked in Don't fuck with me, I promise, but don't do drama It didn't work, but I hope you find another I wish you I wish you good sex and good sleep Find a girl of your dreams Cause I don't sleep well at night Knowing this ain't meant to be Wrong time Try All good things come to an end So let's just learn the lessons And find loving again I hate that we make it to forever Probably ain't getting back But we still good I realize that I can't be your lover Let's just keep it honest with each other I'll be happy for you when you find another We ain't good, good, but we still good No matter who you with, I wanna see you happy yeah. It didn't work out, but that don't mean you should attack me We enjoy the five-star meals, but you was with me for the Zaxby Holding me down from the start I used to be broke, I was ashy I hate we didn't tie the knot, but shit, that's how life go You always would say that I might blow Got rich and I pay for your lipo I know the person you is, that's why I still wanna be friends If you wanna open up a new salon, I still help pay for the wigs And I help with the lease, you know I ain't never been cheap Relationships don't always last, but let's not turn it to beef I'll come through from time to time and have you grabbing them sheets That's if you want to, I'm just playing, girl, stop smacking your teeth 21, 21 we didn't make it to forever You know Harley ain't getting back together But that don't mean that don't I can't wish you better We ain't good, good, but we still we good, still good. I realize that I can't be your lover no. Let's just keep it honest with each other I'll be happy for you when you find another We ain't good, good, but we still good Riley the Red Pill on Rough Rider Radio, Radio. Innovative, inspirational, with real life understanding and real talk with real situations. It's Rob, the Red Pill Talk Show. Let's go. Let's go.